Hello, and thank you for joining us for That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves, people like me, Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters, and I'm here as ever with my wonderful co-host, force of nature of herself, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you today? Hi, Michelle. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, hey, (laughs) hunky-dory. I'm super happy this week, even though the the month has gone by slow, it's been fast. It's been kind of a, May's kind of a weird month. Like a Monday, I always think that it's not Friday yet. And I get the days all mixed up and it just seems like it's going so fast, but it's also going so slow. So it's weird, weird, weird. Yeah. But at least we've had enough bouts of sunshine that I'm feeling like I could actually go on. (laughs) I agree. I agree. No sunshine today, but that's okay because we actually yeah. need some rain to help with the, you know, the plants and and everything. So yeah, I'm good. How how are you doing? Yeah, we've had like, you know, the whirlwind of weather here in southeastern PA. Uh we're gonna get a taste of hot and humid summer over the weekend. We had some wild winds, spring, whatever. And I, I feel the same way. It's like, is it Tuesday? Is it Thursday? Wait, oh, that meeting's next week, not this week, but it feels like it should be this week. Oh, and wow, these clients are waking up, which is awesome. But at the same time, oh. I know, <laughs> I know. But here is the good news for all of you listening. By the time this comes out on audio, you will be one Week, week from a three-day weekend to Memorial Day weekend. I had to really think about that, but yay for Memorial Day weekend, which is kind of that unofficial kickoff of summer. And and I, you know, I think for all of us, there's something about summer, no matter how old you are, that just brings joy. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, growing up traditionally, we had summers off from school. So I think it was a time of play and you know, family vacations and cookouts and just fun things. And I think that that sticks in our minds. Um, Absolutely. For the younger generation, that would be interesting. The younger yeah. generation. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good question because it does, it, it's that change of scene, that, that shift. Cause it was funny. I was yeah. talking with, with friends the other day and, and one of their sons is, you know, took a summer course and that really helps kids. And the, my immediate thought yeah. was, Ew, you're ruining life for them. Let them have their last free summers because yeah. after that, it's the trap of adulthood. Uh, adulthood, <laughs> which adulthood as a PR pro um, is never ends. It's a, it's a rose garden. There we go. There we go. Yes, it's summer. It's So that's what we're going to talk about today. There is no shortage of thorny topics thorny issues and it all has to do with you know that change is a constant right and it's up to us you know we are are the guardians of our clients and their champions and just it it often falls on us as it should well hopefully it does fall on us because sometimes when they try and do it on their own doesn't work out so well so you know we try and guide them through these thorny topics helping them navigate these issues so that's what we're really going to talk about today Yeah. And, you know, here's what I am coming to a whole new realization about, and I'm sure many of of you in our audience are as well, is that 
We have always been the defenders of client reputation. So we've always made sure to cover all of the bases and to be thorough in our discovery process and thorough as we plan campaigns to ensure that we're not doing something that would showcase our clients in a negative light or invite negative or toxic conversation. Right. However, the past three years have just seen these waves of change that have forced us to deal with issues that are not as commonplace. And it right now, if it feels like you are constantly walking on eggshells and dodging landmines, it's because you are. So we're in this environment that really is not conducive to really being the calm, rational professionals that we are. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, emotions are really high because of the world events that we have experienced and continue to experience. And so your audiences are on edge. We know that we have a mental health crisis and we can speak to the United States, but I believe that this has to be global because we've all gone through the same things. We have this mental health crisis. So you have more than ever people that are dealing with anxiety issues. You have people that are, they feel like they're on heightened alert and everything becomes amplified and, and, and anger, like they go from zero to 60 very quickly. So in communications, we really have to be aware of the environment that we're in. And we also, and and here's the tough part is that we have to understand that we also are experiencing some of those same impacts from the same thing as everybody else. And so it's really important first to make sure that you're coming from a balanced, neutral perspective, because as a PR professional, you have that dual responsibility of not only serving your clients, but their audiences. And so you're the guardian of both. And it can feel sometimes like their interests are competing and conflicting, and you have to manage that. And so some of the things that you may not think of are things like an online form. Uh (laughs) An online form can inspire wrath from some people, depending on questions that you ask. For example, if you simply have one field for gender, not gender identity, but gender, then that can be super offensive to many people because they feel like you are not being inclusive by asking how they identify. And again, these are things that we may not have thought of in the past, or there may be processes that have been in place for a very long time. In some cases, your client may already be aware of these issues and truly be working on a fix behind the scenes because as we as professionals also know is that these things that look simple to the public often require programming fixes, engineering fixes, and they have an impact throughout more than one process. And so it's Mm -hmm. not a matter of fixing a form. It's making sure that that information flows through the rest of their system. So it can be a lot more complex than your audience realizes. And so even if you're working on a fix, or even if you've now identified these as issues that need to be addressed, they may not be quick fixes. And in the interim, you you have to, to be prepared to manage any criticism 
and help people to understand your process. So I consider that to be kind of a thorny thing because it's something right. we took in it that now we can't. Right, right, right. And it all speaks to inclusivity. And I would guess that oftentimes it's it's comes from a standpoint of innocence of, oh my goodness, you're right. Why didn't we think of that to update that? Because in the big picture of running your business, yes, of course we want to be inclusive, of course. Because, you know, at the end of the day, even even if you don't have an iota of altruism in you, you still want to do business with people. So, you know, oftentimes it's just be prepared to to deal with these things. And and you're right, even though we have all this technology. And, you know, I often joke with my mother, I'm like, you know what, we're we might have this technology, but it's not the Jetsons. So it's not yeah. going to be instantaneous to update this. It well, just isn't. It's true, you know, and I it's interesting because people do and and again my reaction to something that was troublesome, you know, in the best of worlds and in normal times, it would be, let's reach out to the company and get some information first before I go nuclear and just skewer them on social media. Unfortunately, people are very triggered, right or wrong, and no judgment, because I do understand that we've gone through so much. But people will immediately take to the world. I will give you another example from real world to just show how we're, we are just, we're like here, we're just, we're just primed for danger. We're primed for anything. There was a gentleman that shared a photo of a man that came to his house and the guy was on a cell phone and he looked under the guy's mat and was looking around. And so he put it all over social media, like, this guy, you know, was, you know, he made it sound like it was some nefarious act and he took a picture of the guy's truck. And, and so now you got this picture of this person and their truck yeah. out there on social media as though he were a potential robber. When in fact, for somebody who didn't immediately, for people whose minds did not go to robbery, nefarious activity is like, yeah, it seems like he came to the wrong house and yeah. was looking for something that someone left for him. And I don't know about you guys, but I've done that for friends. Like yeah. I've said, hey, I'll leave it under the mat for you because I've got to run out and I won't be here when you get here. Yeah. And the person is on a phone having a conversation. Yeah. And not, the, and not the conversation like jewel thieves would have, like, hey, I'm at the, you know, I'm yeah. at the target's house. It was pretty innocent, but it just goes to show how very innocent things and very innocent mistakes in this environment can get completely blown out of proportion. And and I want to be careful because I want to make sure that I communicate that I'm not minimizing people's concerns and I'm not minimizing the need for us to have companies that are really committed to equity and inclusion. But I am saying that sometimes even as you are caring about these issues and actively working on them, you may have people in your audience who see it and are immediately going to go scorched earth on you because it's not done right now. Right, right. And I think for for any of us who, you know, handle the social media management for clients, you see this firsthand. I mean, I think I've shared this before here. I've shared this with you in conversation 
every year I share news if there's a minimum wage increase, you know, just standard issue annual stuff, mileage rates, you know, for an accounting client. And this is the first year that their innocuous post got hijacked and jumped on. I had to hide posts. And it's like, really? I was just sharing information. This is not an invitation for you to rail for or against your thoughts about minimum wage. Do that on your own property. Thank you very much. And I think you're right. Recent current events coupled with the pandemic and everyone is so on like a hair trigger. We just want to go, no, stop. And that's your first instinct. And, you know, people say, oh, social media has gotten so bad. And well, I think that's a big part of it. I think our collective experience is being, is showing up in the climate there. So, okay. Now today, this week is like national police week. And I'm thinking, you know, your first instinct might be, thank you to our local, you know, the the people that look at, and then I'm like, wow, no. Yeah. Who's going to have this to say about it? Who's going to have that to say about it? Is it worth it in the big scheme of things as a caretaker for my brands? Is it worth saying something or is it, you know, or or am I better off, you know, just promoting our initiatives and our things in the community? And when that adds up, it can just be exhausting. It is exhausting because having to make, many more micro decisions. Um, yes. You know, I saw a PR professional take a company to task for not speaking up about abortion rights. And, you know, again, this is a very, very polarizing topic. And we live in an age where the public demands that companies take a stand on issues political issues, you know, worldwide issues. They want to know where companies stand. It's really an unfair task, in my opinion, because I don't necessarily need to know where every company stands on every single issue because some of those issues are not applicable. Companies should be good citizens and they should participate in the communities around them. They should, in my worldview, give back and do good. But it's a company is not a human being. And even human beings are very complex. We're not, you know, homogenous. So if you are of one political party or another, it doesn't mean that every single decision you make is going to align with that. It's it's way more nuanced than that. And I think that it's important for companies to stand behind the things that are important to them. So I would expect a plant-based company to really be involved in sustainability and environmentalism and maybe, you know, animal rights activism. Those things seem would be central and it would make sense for that particular plan. I'm not asking them to take a stand on you know, whether or not we should have a traffic light at the corner, because that Why doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. so I think right. that we, have, we, the public, have to stop and remember, what are we asking of people? And I think as public yeah. relations professionals, we have to be careful not to let our advocacy and our activism color the sound counsel that we give clients. Because I've seen this too. And we are passionate professionals. We know how to get the word out. We all have issues that we care deeply about and that we are advocating for because that's the kind of people that we are. We're involved. We see problems. We're going to be part of the solution. 
but you cannot let your own views color how you counsel clients to do the right thing. So you might say, well, you absolutely need to speak up on this issue. Do they? Because you're telling them to speak up on something because it's important to you and central to who you are and how you show up in the world. But is it the smartest thing for your client? Is it something that is central to their brand? Is it something that their audience is looking to them for leadership on? You have to be really careful and make those separations. And and again, you know, I realize that even having this conversation and me saying these things could be (laughs) controversial, but I hope that our audience is, is listening and listening with an open mind to understand that I'm not saying, you know, I'm not taking a point of view here at all because I'm no, not. No, no. This no. is a fully Switzerland type of conversation where I'm saying our approach and how we do our work has really become a little more complex. Well, and and it's something that we need to discuss because we need to help our clients navigate these things. And I, And I think, you know, Helping them do that, I think a great way to do that is to just remind them, what is your mission? What is your mission statement? Run everything you do through that lens. If it applies or if you serve an audience that is in an affected area. So, you know, let's say with with a lot of these corporations that are pulling out of doing business in Russia, you know, there's a fine line between that and an audience expecting someone, you know, a corporation that makes, you know, soda to turn into a lobbyist for a cause. It, it really depends. You know, you've got, you know, let's look at the ice cream world. Ben and Jerry's, they have a, a very specific ethos. You know what you're getting with them. And so, yes, you do tend to expect them to take stands. Whereas, say... Oh, I don't know, Briars, you know, just a general name brand ice cream. Not really. Yeah. I don't know. Do I know where do they from REI, right? Because that's built into their and I love that you look that you linked back to mission, vision, values. Oh my God, I love that you did that, Michelle, because you're right. Is this central to the company's mission, vision, and values? Because if it is, then obviously that means that this is core to who they are and they're willing to die on that hill. But you can't put clients out there to die on every single hill. You can't do it. It's not fair to them and it doesn't make sense. You know, we all run companies too. My company doesn't take a stand on anything. And I'm sorry to the people who feel like I should. Kieran Swim, the individual, will speak out and take a stand on things. But I work with a variety of clients and and my my principles have not changed at all. I'm not ever going to work with a client that's doing anything illegal or unethical. I'm not going to work with companies that are toxic. And if I find out later that they're toxic, then I'm out. And I am always going to treat every single human being with absolute respect, period. I don't care where you're from. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. A person is a person to me and everybody deserves respect and deserves to be valued. And so that's the place that I operate from, which means sometimes I do work with people that have different viewpoints. I find that to be good for me, honestly. It it helps me to broaden my perspective. And I like I like what Chip is saying because at the core, we have to realize as PR professionals that he's absolutely right. 
publics will say that they want companies to be active on issues. And this has become something that um, we've assigned ownership to the millennials and um, you know the younger generation that they, they're driving this, that they want social impact. But in reality, when people say that they want companies to take a stand on issues, as Chip has noted, what they're really saying is, I want you to agree with my point of view. And you know what? That's okay for them. As consumers, we absolutely have that right to pick and choose. We get to choose where we spend our dollars. We get to choose to purchase from companies and support companies that share our POV. Do you know why that is? Professionals, because we have a choice. Well, no, also because then I get to feel that much more better about myself (laughs) because my company has bowed to my demands. I mean, that's Sorry, another way of at it. And, but, you know, here's the thing. We PR pros, we're also consumers, but yeah. we're also professionals. And so you have to realize that what every consumer wants may not be applicable to your client. And right. sometimes being, you know, giving in to the demands of one part of your audience could very well isolate another part of your audience. And so, you know, it's it's navigating that. But again, people do have a choice. What we're seeking to do is not to isolate, not to offend, not to minimize anyone's viewpoint or anyone's personhood. We want to do all of the right things, but we also cannot expect our companies to take up the fight on every single issue in the world. There's just so many. Right. Well, <laughs> and, so and, many. <laughs> and and exactly as you say, I mean, you know, so many companies, they serve all types of people, people with different beliefs, people with with different values, you know, because they just do. So again, it's 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 looking through that lens. And that's the beauty of why you have your mission statement, your values, because then you when when you come up against these issues, you don't have to say, Oh my goodness, what should we do? Well, Let's let's pull out that piece of paper or pull it up on our PDF on our website and read it and say, okay, you know, we have that prism to run things through. And it's also why you should really know your audience says, you know, your audience is made up of a variety of people. So understand that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be for everybody. So if somebody decides they no longer want to do business with you because of a stand you are or aren't taking, okay, that's okay. And when you are clear on your purpose in this world, when you are very clear on that for yourself, you know that there are certain risks and you're willing to take those risks because it's it's who you are. And are we asking companies to set themselves up to be burned at the stake for things that are not even important to who they are as a brand. And I think that's the key question. And, you know, mission, vision, values, I, you know, I do, when I do ethics talks, I talk a lot about that because they shouldn't just be a statement that you wrote, you know, 10 years ago, it should be something that's lived in every single part of your company and every single touch point in every single room of your company from the basement boardroom, period. And the clearer that you are on that, and when it's used to drive you, then that allows you to have that North Star when it comes to, is this an issue that we need to weigh in on? Um, yeah. you know, in the same way as PR professionals, we've come to learn that it's also tricky, for example, to now weigh in on every single observance, every single holiday. 
because it's at some point it's just you're just are you doing it just to be inclusive seen. <laughs> or just be seen that is not genuine it yeah. just and, and it gets to be overwhelming it really does get to be overwhelming i think we have to think about the things that we're weighing in on like please everybody do not go and rush and put up a bunch of stuff on juneteenth because if you don't right. know anything about the holiday you plan it all wrong because you just because you want to be on the right side of right, don't do it. There has to be this authenticity. And yeah. I love that Chip Griffin used the word tolerance. This yeah. is such a good one. We could have a whole show on tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. We could have lost that, you know, in the past couple of years. We have become very intolerant. And again, I understand that. I I do. I think we all, like, there's not a person among us that has had it up to here with something <laughs> and, and you, you're just, you're like, you're just done, know it. And I'm just over it. Yeah. Just done. Well, hopping back on the mission vision values. And if your clients and if you are helping them tell their story properly and effectively, your mission vision values should be in every poor of anything you do. So oh. their audiences should know who they are, know what they stand for. So there really should be little to no question. And with that, thankfully, the thorns should be far and few between. Well, you know what I really love about this conversation is that for me, it once again reminds me what an honor it is yeah. to do this job. Yeah, you're right. It, what an honor it is, you know, to have the skill set, to have the compassion, to have the, you know, communications abilities to be able to do this job. And I hope that all of you who are listening, who are communicators, really understand how much more important we are even today. Yeah. People cannot do this on their own. They need us. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and how amazing that we sit in these seats. I mean, it's such a great job. It's hard. It's often thankless. Madden. We get it outside, even though all we're really trying to do is serve the people. We really are. I know, you know, every profession has, you know, it's bad apples, but overwhelmingly PR people are really the best of the earth. I, I have to say, you know, I'm always happy to talk to a PR person because we have such a common ground. And this yeah. profession attracts people who love other people, who are doers, who are problem solvers, who yes. are optimistic. And, you know, I love us. <laughs> what, what is our week, Karen? When is PR Pro is Communicator week? week? I think we need to start one. I know. Ooh. No, but you're, you're right. You're right. And it's so easy to get bogged down in this era of what I call prosumerism. You know, mm -hmm. everyone with a laptop is a designer and a wordsmith. And you're thinking. <laughs> and sometimes that can get too far. Well, in my head, I'm thinking, what? How would I do matters? So this conversation has been great on that front. And to everyone out there, your work matters. Your counsel matters. You are in this profession for a reason because we can pivot with the best of them. And you're right. Our clients do need us. So clients out there listening, just, you know, remember that too. But we hope you enjoyed this conversation. This was really fun today to dig into this. And there is so much more we could dig into. But, you know, reach out to us at soloprpro.com. We want to hear what you think as well and share this around. And until next time, thanks for joining us on That Solo Life. <music>